Club Dub, week seven, 28 and 26 on the season. The boys are back. And uh, Mutt, welcome in. As uh, Shime and I continue to make our foray uh, into the world of radio, uh, we're going to cross over here from Gotcha Radio to Gotcha Podcasting because Will, Will Fleming told Shime and I, or they he told Shime and I's hosts, I should say, uh, that you declared the ALCS over uh, in the middle of the Game 4 broadcast. Your reaction? I, I did it on my show on before Game 4. Okay, Ooh, so you so you declared it over prior to Game Four. Your reaction? I did. I did You're two hours. Yourself. I did two hours leading into Game Four, saying the series is over. Yes. He- headline: Sports broadcaster has a bad opinion. Like, uh, <laughs> y- yes, been there. Done I did. You got John. John, also you said got the me. Broncos John would go fifteen and two. John, you so, got you know. me. You got. You guys got me. I. Uh, you're right. Uh, job, you guys Sam. got me. Let's go. Not a, not a sports really expert. Bu- I know it's both of us. Not a sports us, expert. There you go. All right. Well, what what has got Mutt shitting in his britches this week? He's got all. He's coming off a one and two week. He hit on the Bengals. He missed the Steelers. He missed on that over in Kansas City, Washington. What was, what was the ha- what was the halftime score of the Steelers game, Sean? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> what was fourteen nothing Pittsburgh. <laughs> fourteen. Oh, almost had. Did you to lose that it, bet too? They had to win it overtime against Geno Smith. <laughs> well, they were laying four and a half. I fell asleep in the in the 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 Barca lounger at halftime at fourteen nothing and woke up to overtime and said, "I can't. I'm not winning this night." I went to I went to bed happy. <laughs> Two in one week, all excited, everything for the weekend there, and uh, yeah, it did not turn out well. But we turned the page. We're okay. I just don't. Yeah. I don't like the board again this week. Short term memory. It, yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's a tough board, and here's why. And if you want the full recap shime and i did that on so tuesday turn so turn the page buys. back but it is uh bi-week apocalypse in the nfl this week you've got yes. the Bills, the yeah. cowboys the jaguars Too the vikings many. the chargers and the steelers all on bye weeks and those are some teams that i love to uh bet against there or bet uh in I'll favor of yeah well shime does the cowboys i love betting against the vikings and the chargers as we know and uh mutt loves betting against the pittsburgh steelers even though i guess it's it's <laughs> to his benefit that they're on a bye right now so uh mutt you're your reaction to the board being bad this week? It's the buys. You guys have it right. It's the buys. And also, look, I, I hate to, to give the books credit, but I mean, as the season goes on, this is a little known. Fa- they just they get better, and the yeah. lines get tighter. Like the the first, we look back now. We're going to laugh at some of the lines that are available in weeks one and weeks two, and now it just you know they, they're they're sharp. Their their systems or whatever their projections are getting better, and so it's harder to find little edges and if you're not betting right when the lines open i mean you're looking now at thursday afternoon i mean it is to maybe you guys this is why i have my notebook out today i want to take some notes oh, he broke out the notebook my podcast host today because i hope you guys have better ideas than i do because maybe i'm just seeing it bad right now maybe i'm in a sour mood off the the tough week six so maybe there are some good games out there it took me forever to find a third game for a three podcast three pick podcast it took me forever to find a third game. So hopefully you guys can carry the pod once again. Today. Yeah, I uh, Mutt mentioned it. And the the thing with the books is they just they they make it so that favorites start winning as the season goes on. That's kind of what happens. You'll notice the first two weeks of the season, underdogs were dominating, and then all of a sudden the favorites have started to bounce back. Now you're getting seventeen and a half point spreads between Ugh. the Cardinals and Texans, and twelve point spreads with the Tampa Bay and Chicago Bears. Like this is. This is where the season starts to become more difficult because the lines are more accurate. They know more about these teams and how these teams are going to perform this season. So it's easier to make a, a difficult line to play with. And so that's the tough part about this this week. And, I mean, again, the lack of having six of the teams that you would probably bet on or against is, is difficult. So it, it, we're, we're in a tough spot this week, but I think we can make the best of it. Well, I've got three that I like, and it starts with the Patriots hosting the New York Jets. They are seven-point favorites. The over-under is 43. they still seven, or is it six and a half? Last time I uh, checked, it was six it, and a half. Well, we look at different shit, Shime, okay? 
This is like when this is like when I'm like, oh, my weather app says it's 64, and Sean's like, I'm oh, just well, asking my, my, to get my the best one. Says it's 63. I, mean, there's, I there's checked one. We're, there's one book we all use as a podcast. Yes, John. I don't think that's true. I check it oh, okay. literally I, before okay. we get off the air. Aggression. On the count of three, if it moved, on the count of three, say the podcast that we use ninety nine point nine percent of the time. The website one two three DraftKings. Like okay, so so, so, it, so don't it, it, so it stop moved. with the excuses. Okay, no, you, didn't, so you didn't look it up. I, you no, didn't do the work. I did today. look it up. I did. It's fine. You you do not talk to me about hard work, Mike. Well, you had that lame singer in yesterday, so you're still on cloud. <laughs> that lame singer. I, 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 what does he sing? It is. He sings Dancing uh, on My Own. Yeah, Dancing yeah. on My Own. Uh, but he by didn't the way, write the, it, though. the line is yeah. minus six and a half. You know, you could just pull the sports book up in front of you. You're the one person here with a computer in front of you that you couldn't yeah. pull it I up. I checked it right before there. the show shine, and it moved half a fucking point. I, oh. checked Holy it, shit. I checked it an hour and a half ago, and it was, yeah, it was six, six and a half. Okay, I'm telling you, I pull, I literally pulled up the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I did it during Gresham Keefe, and it literally said seven. Lying. Okay? Literally lying. It's been six literally and a half lying. for like two hours. Yes. When I start looking at noon, started All right, well, I'm buying the half a point just to spite you two. Good, good power move, power move, baby. Uh, well, this is one of the, this like in a tough week. One of the easier picks should be Patriots minus seven. The only, really, the only path I can see is that all right. The Patriots are really, as far as a pass rush goes, it's really just a one man wrecking crew. It's Matt Judon. He was gassed at the end of the game last week against the Cowboys. They don't really have, chase Winovich to IR. They don't really have somebody who can come in and maybe give him a snap or two off. Jetso line playing a little better the last couple weeks. But ultimately, like it's still it's still seven points. It's still Zach Wilson. He's the stars have not aligned for the Jets, as I wrote in a, a column that I wrote uh, this week. Mud, I'm sure you read it. Did an hour on it on your show. I'll come nope. on for a hit next week if you'd like. Yep, good. I can we just, got your book. I can read the column verbatim on the air. Uh, the Jets right now highest sack percentage in the NFL, as, as in their offense is allowing the highest sack percentage. That's sort of like a. You know, it's not necessarily all the O-line. That's not necessarily Zach Wilson. That's more of like a blending of like, all right, there's some issues there on both, and that that is why uh, that that's why that's going on right now. So I don't see a path in which the Patriots are unable to get the degree of pressure on Zach Wilson to screw him up like they did the last game. Offense, I, I think they're going to start trying to ramp up towards getting good at some of the things they'll need to do to beat the stretch of games they've got coming up. Uh, the teams in that stretch of games. You've got the Chargers. You've got the Panthers. I think they'll work on their run offense uh, a little bit. It it definitely got better against the Cowboys, but it's still they're still last in run block win rate. Um, but regardless, seven points. I like the Patriots, and this I will include this as one of my pits, uh, picks. Seven point favorites, or six and a half, whatever you want to do. Maybe I'll buy like ten points just to just to yes. really screw with you guys. That seems crazy. <laughs> I uh, I'm on the Patriots this week, John. I am with you. It's not one of my picks, but this is the okay. first time all season I am taking the Patriots to actually wow. cover the spread. I am I am on the Patriots. I think as well I'm taking them. Every, no, I didn't take them against the Saints. I took the Saints, but every other week I've taken the Patriots. So yeah. big uh, honky see- pick there, Mark, What do you I'm, think? I'm not seeing a lot of the board clear. This this I'm going to say very succinctly for everybody out there. This is the best teaser piece on the board. Yep. Okay. It, uh, when, and, the second uh, best. Uh, I think it's the best. Okay. You, 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 man, especially if it I'll moves get to the next at one all. After. Uh, I mean, you get the Patriots minus half a point. I mean, this you can put this with all your okay. other fun picks that Chime has, and I, I'm leaning Patriots for sure. Could you get backdoor covered? I guess, but I'm leaning Patriots laying the points, and I'm going to be using exclusively uh, in some teaser pieces, beginning with Thursday night football, with some opportunities on Thursday. Oh, there you go. Uh, so my first pick, I'm going to just kind of go on that mutt uh, tease addendum here. Uh, I'm going to go <clears throat> with the Green Bay Packers laying seven and a half at home for the Washington Packers football are free team. Free money this season. Yeah, it will because they, here's the thing about the Packers Except that I, I think I've I think I'm understanding about them is they are going to dump on all of the bad teams. They're good enough that they are going to crap on all the bad teams and then 
when it comes time to play an actual good team, which we haven't seen them do yet, I feel like they're going to struggle a bit. So when you see them play Arizona maybe next Thursday, that may be a tough game for them. But in a game against a team like Washington, who we just saw the Chiefs light up, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to have an effing field day. Uh, I I think this offense is going to be humming against a Washington defense that has been putrid for the most part this season uh and, and we we know what taylor heineke is he's kind of useless terry mclaurin banged up antonio gibson's probably is, isn't gonna play like this is just this is this has green bay covering it's a perfect teaser spot six points down you get them by green bay by minus a point and a half you're putting in a seven point tease it's a, it's a half a point if you're putting it with like somebody like tampa bay or something in a seven point tease so I, i'm i'm in on green bay laying the seven and a half i think they cover outright anyways so I, i'm gonna bet on them separately than teases but uh i'm all over green bay minus seven and a half this week at home for the washington football Matt, team. hit us with your first one uh i'm gonna go to miami and and take the falcons over the dolphins here in miami but falcons on the DraftKings app, which is where we look, John, just so you know, uh, they're laying two and a half points against Miami. I've got this three. Is we- this is weird. Do you really? No. Oh, such an idiot. Um, <laughs> this is weird. So maybe you guys can help me out. I thought every team that came back from London automatically got a bye. So Atlanta goes to London, whoops up on the Jets. They come back and get the bye. Miami goes to Jacksonville, London, lose to Jacksonville. They have to come back and play a team. I know they're at home, but they come back and play a team off the bye. Matt Ryan, who I'd written off as an absolute stiff, last four games now, 71% completion percentage, 10-3 touchdown to interception ratio, going against a Dolphin defense that has been banged up, and they stink, 26 pass defense, DVOA. I thought Atlanta showed they're finally going to get Kyle Pitts involved in that early morning London game. They get Ridley and Gage back for this game. Uh, their pass rush, third worst in, in pro football focuses ratings here today for the Dolphins. So no pressure on Matt Ryan. Plenty of time to throw. Finally getting together with Arthur, Arthur Smith. Finally sharp Arthur Smith showing up. I'll take the Falcons, lay two and a half against the Dolphins. So I thought we weren't going to bet on Atlanta the rest of the season, but I'm I, I'm I'm behind you, Mud. I'm not going to stop you from making this pick. I think it's a pretty good pick. I think Miami is kind of falling apart in front of our eyes, which is kind of why you're seeing all these Deshaun Watson trade rumors pop well, up now. And, and I will say this. This is no, no analytics for Anderson. But I mean, what what do the numbers say about a team that you know is hearing their quarterback's going to get traded and Sean Watson's going to be there? That's that that messes up the focus, right? Exactly, right, John? Yeah, I mean, I'm analytics? such a nervous wreck that I just try to put myself in those shoes. That and if if I were hearing that, I would just be <laughs> shitting my britches the entire week. Yes, you would. Yeah, way different. Check than off another ten minutes since last uh, shitting my britches uh, uh, <laughs> reference on this podcast. John, it's what's your next day. pick? Over unders at two and a half. Don't move me along, Shine. I'll move myself along. Hey, All John, right. what's your next pick here? What do you I'll, got? I'll move along like a uh, like a thick move shit along. through my bowel. All right, All-American Rejects, let's go. <laughs> uh, team I love betting against this week is one uh, this season is one I will also bet against this week. And keep an eye on some of the injuries in this because I have only Tennessee Titans plus five and a half uh, ooh, against ooh, the Kansas okay. City Chiefs. And the injuries to keep an eye on, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, both did not practice. I know they missed the game a couple weeks ago against the Jets. I would guess they're probably just holding them out to make sure they're good for Sunday, but obviously keep an eye on that. Taylor Lewan went out with a concussion last week. I think he got carted off the field too. Yeah, he's so, not playing. Yeah, it would be hard to see uh, to see him play in that game. Uh, the thing to keep in mind with the Titans, though, so even though they beat the Bills, Derrick Henry rushed for a bazillion yards in that game, and Tannehill yep. actually had a kind of a rough time under pressure in that game. Good thing they're going up against the Chiefs, who get no pressure, but without Taylor Lewan, and I think they played Kendall Lamb at left tackle in the fourth quarter last week, and like he just completely allowed more pressures than the rest of the starters did in one-fourth of the time on the field. So uh, keep an eye on the injuries uh, in, in, in this one, obviously, and the, the Chiefs are just a team that just hasn't... They're so bad at covering big spreads over the last year, and I love 
I, I think the last I think Tannehill really lit them up the last time they played as well. Uh, for the Chiefs as well, Tyreek Hill did not practice. I bet he plays. Joe Tooney broke his hand <laughs> last week. Yep. I do not know how you block uh, people with a, with a broken hand. It's gonna hurt like hell. Although linemen have been known to like play with torn ACLs and crap like that, so uh, so keep keep an eye on all the injuries in this one before you make uh, your decision. Make an educated guess. Uh, check it Sunday morning. But I'm on the Tennessee Titans five and a half uh, against the Chiefs. Mutt, I, I need I need your opinion on something because I'm finding it harder and harder to bet Chiefs games because it's like I instinctively you want to bet the Chiefs because it's Patrick Mahomes, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, the whole nine. Their defense has been so bad and. It's this weird thing where Patrick Mahomes is turning the ball over more than he's ever turned the ball over before, but at the same time, the offense is scoring touchdowns on literally 40% of all of their drives. They have the fewest punt percentage in the league. They're scoring faster or more than any other team in football. They have the most points per game. Like, I don't know where to go with this Kansas City Chiefs team. Well, let me jump in. Where are you at? I'll make my second pick here because it's tied to this. And and what you just said, Shime, would lead me to the over. I'm betting the over in this game. And I'll tell you why. Because they're two bad defenses, like you said. such a big number, too, though. It's it's 58. It's a monster number. But uh, Ryan Tannehill, this is a... Finally, a spot where, as John said, Kansas City's not getting pressure. I know they finally took Sorensen out of the lineup, and I guess they were better last week. But it was against Washington, Terrell Heineke. I want to see it against a better team. They're both banged up like you talked about. I could see it going back and forth, and the turnovers that you mentioned for both sides, those lead to points. Like, And I just don't think that Mike Vrabel, it's an emotional game for him on Monday. He's not going to just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. This thing's going to be scoring back and forth, ping-pong back and forth, 31st and 27th. Weighted defensive uh, DVOA for both these teams. They can't stop each other back and forth. And so I'm with you on everything you said, and that led me to the over here, Sean. Yeah. I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game, ugly game, but even if one team gets behind, the other team I think has the opportunity to uh, throw the ball on the other late in this game. And I will say for fantasy purposes, I know you guys did your uh, perfect lineup, which was pretty good. I liked with some of the things I saw in there. Uh, Nick westbrook Akini. Doesn't look like Julio Jones is going to play with the hamstring. He would be a big play for me in DFS Ooh, this week. Might have to swap out Rashad Bateman for the him then. Well, Bateman also looks good. He, okay. he was the number two last week for Baltimore. But I, I just keep an eye on, on the status. If Jones does not go, and it was weird, man. They weren't In the fourth quarter, they weren't playing him on Monday night. He yeah. was on the sideline when A.J. Brown and his teammates were out there. So Jones doesn't go. Nick Westbrook-Akini is a fantasy sleeper. I'm taking the over 58 points. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand you going with the over here. I, I just I was scared of the number. I'm going to be honest with you. I got scared of 58. Uh, you don't because scared every, easily, It's October. Sean. Yeah, everything that happens, <laughs> everything that I think about this game it's is October. it goes over. Um, because, I mean, Derrick Henry's just going to walk down the field on this that too. Kansas that too. City defense. Uh, and, then, and then Patrick Mahomes is scoring a ton. So, like... Everything screams over. I just got I got scared off by the total. Um, my second pick, though, I'm going to – now, this is a team coming off a massive win last week that I'm actually betting against because there's something that I've kind of noticed is it's a team gets a big win and then immediately disappoints in the following week, oh. i.e. the Chargers, i.e. Uh, uh, – the Rams, and now I think it's going to happen to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals plus six and a half at Baltimore. Now, the I just think it's too many points for a division game and a Cincinnati team that's playing unappreciatedly well. 
Uh, I think you need to consider them almost as an outright possible winner here against Baltimore. Uh, this offense, uh, Joe Joe Burrow is 11 of 12 for six touchdowns in the red zone, and they're scoring better than any other team outside of the red zone. Uh, thank you in part to Jamar Chase. He has been awesome. And the most underrated part of this is, is the Bengals' defense has been very good. Yep. Uh, and even last year when they didn't have the personnel, uh, in one of the games against Lamar Jackson, they held him to like two yards rushing. So I think there's a chance that – that, that Cincinnati can really kind of disturb this Baltimore offense um, and really maybe even come out with a win. So I felt like six and a half was too much. I felt like this game should be three, three and a half uh, in favor of Baltimore. So I'm really kind of just taking the points. I think this comes down to a field goal late in the game. Could kind of go either way, but I'm going to take Cincinnati in the points. But your second pick? Third. Uh, well, I see now I'm kind of torn because my third pick is Cincinnati plus six and a half at Baltimore. Ride it with me, but, but, I, but I, well, for the, for the podcast purposes, do we want, do we want to have the same picks? You guys tell me. I mean, we've held hands a couple times well, before. Sean and, I, I, went, Sean and we... I went head to head on two different picks last week. Yeah, yeah that kind of, it's, uh, it helps, well, it helps the overall. I, 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 for a lot of reasons, you just said Cincinnati specifically, like this number is inflated because the Chargers win. Like, yes, this should it, that's not, exactly what it is. It, it should not be six and a half and Cincinnati's defense uh, number four weighted DVOA defensively, and it's gonna be a slower game. Ne- neither one of these teams is super fast. I thought uh, neutral uh, neutral situation passing be higher for uh, Cincinnati because of Joe Burrow, but they really played kind of slow. And they I, run I the like, ball almost more than anybody else on for, like early downs. I like a slower pace game for Cincy to keep this close. The six and a half, especially in a, a game that doesn't go like seesaw back and forth. We see some punting. Cincinnati's defense. I, Baltimore's. I don't. Who's healthy at running back for them? I saw Latavius Murray it's was injured Devontae today. Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I mean that again. To me, you're going to put a lot on Lamar Jackson's plate to try to win that game by about a touchdown. So we'll hold hands on this because the slow game, uh, the numbers inflated, and I do think Cincinnati's defense is underrated. People look at them as the Bungles. Shime, you're right. They're much better defensively than we thought they were going to be. I like Cincinnati plus six and a half a lot. They were like borderline with Atlanta as my best play this week. Yeah, my, the big thing for me is just this this team these teams getting big wins and then immediately falling off a little bit. You see it. You just saw it with Buffalo. They beat Kansas City. What happens? They lose to Tennessee. You see it with the Rams. They beat Tampa Bay. They lose to the Cardinals. Yep. Like you see it with all of these teams. It's happened four or five times already this year. We're only in week seven, and, and so I feel like it's a, another swing where. Baltimore gets this huge win. The books kind of account for that because they know people are going to be high on Baltimore. Cincinnati gets a big number, and we can take advantage. John, what's your third pick? All right, last one for me. I have got the Carolina Panthers uh, by three. I like this pick. At the New York Giants. So injuries to keep an eye on. You've got Shaq Thompson did not practice on Wednesday. Kenny Galladay and uh, uh, Kadarius Toney, I believe, rap sheet reported that they are unlikely to play in this game, Sean. Yep. So for me, it all starts with Carolina's defense because one thing I always – I know I go to pressure rate and win rate a lot. One thing about those two stats is that they, they can be mutually exclusive at times because you've got, you've got a team like the Minnesota Vikings. Their defense is highest in pressure rate in the league, yet they have one of the worst. They have one of the lower pass rush win rates in the league. Like Sometimes they don't, they're not always married to each other. Carolina's first in pass rush win rate, and they're translating that into pressures. That's the fourth highest pressure rate in the NFL, going up against one of the worst pass-blocking offensive lines uh, in the league of the New York Giants that also has the worst red zone offense in the NFL. And I know people are very low on the Panthers right now because their offense has become a bit more one-dimensional uh, without Christian McCaffrey. 
But New York's defense has fallen apart since Blake Martinez got injured, the middle linebacker, and he was definitely one of their best uh, best tacklers there, stopping the run. So, uh, yeah, I'm on the Carolina Panthers, minus three at the New York Jets this week. Sam Darnold going back to New York. I know I it's got good news for you, game, too, John. Are you uh, on it? No, no, no. Oh. I'm not on this pick. But good oh. news for you, you get a half a point. It's Carolina minus two and a half. Oh, beautiful. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the I'm gonna buy the half a point okay. still because you're being a prick. That's fine. So <laughs> I was giving you good news, John. That's good for you. No, you, but you, half said a it, point. you said it with a tone though. Yeah, but now you you're were not trying gonna, to belittle me. Now you can't push if they win by a field goal, so you're golden. No, I'm gonna do it anyway. Okay. Uh, uh, well, balls on the table, pick of the week. So my last pick here, I'm actually going back to a total. I haven't done this in a couple weeks. Um, and so I'm actually gonna go with under forty seven Tampa Bay Chicago. This line opened at forty eight and a half. It's now down to forty seven. Tampa Bay is a twelve point favorite here. Um I just I don't see this game being a lot of points. Uh, Chicago's defense has actually been pretty good this year. They've slowed a lot of teams down. They only let up 24 to, to Rodgers and the Packers last week. Sean Desai has been very, very good, a Vic Fangio disciple. I know John will like that. Um, and, and so I think overall this this Bears defense, I mean, they led the league in sacks going into last week. I don't know how that number changed. I didn't check. Um, but this team gets pressure. They kind of disrupt the run game a little bit. They're going to force Brady to pass. Antonio Brown's banged up. Gronk's banged up. Uh, and they're also pretty good against the pass. So I think they limit Brady. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks may jump out early, but don't panic. I think then they'll start slowing it down and try and running it with Leonard Fournette, similar to how they did uh, against the Eagles, right? They're going to get out ahead, and then they're going to pack it in, run the football, and try and play some defense. And um, I just don't think Chicago's going to be able to do much. They run the ball. Uh, ever since Bill Lazor took over, they've run the ball like 67% of the time, which is stupid because none of those runs involve Justin Fields. Um, Herbert. What's it, his, what is it? Is it something? Khalil, Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert. Yeah, and, and you can't run on Tampa Bay. So if they're just going to run into a brick wall, they're going to go nowhere. They're never going to score points. They need to take the training wheels off of Justin Fields. I don't think Nagy's smart enough to do that. So that's why I'm just going to go under here, 47, uh, Tampa Bay, Chicago. All right, uh, Mutt, you have one more? No, I, I, my, You're my good. three all right. were all set. Yeah, yes. give, I, can give I ask us, what, give quick us the question yep. on one other game? Sure. Uh, how big of a re- revenge game is, is this Matt Stafford-Rams Lions game? Because like, it's 13 I don't, and a half. I, I was looking I, at that. Oh, it's, but, Mutt, it's up to 15 and a half. Okay, so I, I mean that just <laughs> – It's stupid. I don't think, I don't think it's – I also don't think it's unheard of for – the Lions to cover big. They're kind of a team that I like against yeah. big spreads this season. You're right, because also it's but it's also a Jared Goff revenge game. Now, but right. then again, they I, also yeah. got crapped on by Cincinnati last week, like decimated by yeah. Cincinnati. And this Rams team is a better version of that Cincinnati team. So in my head, like the Rams to me, Mutt, are a perfect teaser play. Like I don't want to, I don't want to lay 16 points just because it's nobody Such likes that number. number. But yeah. if you're putting in, like, if you're putting the Rams and the Bucks and like. Uh, I don't know the Patriots on a on a tease and Green Bay, nice little four team seven point tease there. I, I mean, you could even uh, the Cardinals become in play if you're going to tease it a little bit too. So I I, I think I, I'm going to stay away from the 16, but I will probably put them in a tease this weekend. Yeah, they're they're somewhere. They they won't be a problem. Yeah, I, I'll knock it down a little bit, but you just talked me into staying away from. I was going to play it outright. I, I just yeah, 15 home. Oh I'd be more confident in playing Arizona at 17.5 than I am at the Rams at 15.5 just because of the opponent. I don't think Houston has the uh, backdoor coverability that the Lions have. Yeah, and I'm just I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable as, as much as I say I like lines against big spreads. I like them against the Vikings, as uh, Mutt found out the hard way a few weeks ago. Yeah, 
But like, I, I'm not. I'm, I would not, in good faith, put my money on Dan Campbell when the opposing coach is Sean McVay. Yeah. Like, I just, I just can't. I can't do. That. I'll do it when it's Mike Zimmer. I'll gladly do it when it's Mike Zimmer. I'll probably do it again later this season when it's Mike Zimmer. But I'm not. I, I, I can't bring myself to do that. All right, Mott, uh, give us your three picks. Quick recap. Atlanta minus two and a half at Miami. Cincy plus six and a half. We'll hold hands there against Baltimore. Uh, there against the uh, Ravens, and then the over. And hopefully a high-scoring game, Kansas City and Tennessee. It's 58 right now. We'll see where it ends up. Uh, Green Bay minus 7.5 at home for the Washington football team. Cincinnati, I'm holding hands with Mutt, plus 6.5 at Baltimore. And then under 47, Tampa Bay, Chicago. And I'm on the Patriots somewhere in between the range of 6 and 8. I'll take all of them, <laughs> maybe even go further than that. Uh, Tennessee plus 5.5 against the Chiefs. And Carolina somewhere between 2 and 4 uh, at the New York Giants. I will take all of those. So, Mutt, thank you for showing up for another episode episode uh hopefully- oh by speak speaking of another yes. episode I, I was talking to someone i won't say who it is but someone who's suggesting they're ready to jump on for a special guest appearance oh, oh. i know, I know exactly who that is so so we can maybe maybe it's a, maybe it's a thanksgiving theme that there's a thanksgiving show potentially there Ooh, a nice that thanksgiving, thanksgiving week, john cornucopia it, of picks oh, we'll sit around we'll get stuffing oh. we're back with all your picks in this cornucopia thanksgiving <laughs> special we well, want to bet the stuffing against the lions well that's the perfect thanksgiving episode is we we build our thanksgiving plate of picks yeah like the mashed the mashed uh, potatoes we're gonna bet so much you're gonna need gravy on all these picks <laughs> well, that's, is that San- oh, it's, oh it's it's santa claus coming up for thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> Santa, you're here early, early, huh? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) So the next time I'll be in studio with you guys, we'll have our special guests. We'll get together for a Thanksgiving podcast. Perfect. Beautiful. All right, thank you for your time, Mutt. Bye. And he's gone. Yes, he is. So sad. You hear hear, hear the silence set in, and it's like, oh, wow, he's really gone. It's just us. So, well, that is week seven. We are 28 and 26. I'm looking to get above 500, John. You're almost there. You hit a 3-0 week. You will break 500. 3-0, 2-0, back-to-back. I'm trying to go 3-0 again. Yeah, and even if even if you go two and one, you're still in good shape there. Yep. Ten and eleven. I'm at eleven and seven. Mutt is at uh nine and nine Correct. on the dot. He's had a couple one and two weeks in a row, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yes. Started hot. He had like back to back. He had a three and oh, two and one week, and then he's done the opposite of what I've done. Like his I version get, of eight and eight. For I Jeff get Fisher. better in these middle weeks. Mutt gets is really good at the beginning of the season, and yeah. then we kind of even off. And hopefully we'll start making money here for uh, everybody at the end of I'm the I'm sure season. I'll start rattling off some oh and three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Gonna We're gonna happen. have to pick up the slack. I had, like, for you three at, some point. at one point last year. I think I went oh and nine. Both I was I was a combined zero and twelve in two fantasy leagues. The key like, to this podcast is knowing who gets streaky and when. Yeah, I, I get I get really streaky at uh, the wrong times. Yeah, we, uh, sometimes, we know that. as we know, but as we know, Shime, you would never belittle me for that because never. you are a member of this family, of which there are other podcasts you can yes. listen to. One of which is the hashtag Dork Podcast, hosted by Rich Keith and Ryan Davey. They did Halloween Kills and DC Fandom. This week, big week for them. Uh, I think they're also doing a nice little short dork dink tonight, or it was last night, I forget, not sure, one of the two. Um, and then also we have the Brad Foe Show podcast hosted by Rob Bradford. He literally had Josh Beckett on Oh, he last did? Time. He literally tweeted uh, it out. Well, I'd tell you to go listen to it, but there have been like three games since that happened, so I'm yeah. not sure how much of Might it is still different. relevant. But look out for the next time he has, uh, he has Josh Beckett on, or Joe Kelly possibly before the Red Sox and Dodgers play next week. Yes. Uh, if and then that. we also have the uh, the skate pod. Now, Bruin season well underway. Make sure to check them out. And, of course, the off-day podcast with Andy Hart, Ryan Hannibal. They'll react to Patriots Jets Sunday after the game. All right. We'll be back next week. Say bye. Bye. What a promo. Wow. What a promo. Sorry, Mutt. Hi, Mutt. Hello.
How are you? I knocked out uh, Shime's uh, larynx or whatever. Or My ear- eardrums. No, eardrum. Larynx is something That's else. Mouth. It was a loud. It was a loud promo, though. It was very Oof. loud. Crank that's it up. Turn me up. Let's get this over with. This board's terrible. Oh my god. <laughs> Mud is not happy. Second these week games, in a row, he doesn't like games, the board. These games. All right. Terrible. All right. Well, you know what? Coming at you in three, two, one. <laughs>